Not, not, not too deep. Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. A very exciting episode awaits you ahead of this introduction for said very exciting episode. We have two returning guests, but they came on initially as individuals and now they are here together. They're not together but they're best friends. We have Hazel Hayes and Dodie Clark, authors, artists, entrepreneurs, uh, sensitive souls, bleeding hearts, yoga enthusiasts, yoga enthusiasts, all of it. We talk about Hazel Hayes' new book, debut novel, Out of Love. We talk about Dodie's secret project coming up in the near to distant future. We talk about their friendship, how they met, uh, how they moved in together, and how they've uh, survived the quarantine together. It's a really lovely episode with two incredibly lovely goblins. Enjoy this episode of Not Too Deep with Hazel Hayes and Dodie Clark. Okay, here we go. I'm so excited that both of you are back on Not Too Deep and you're together this time. Um, The question I love to ask um, people that come on together that have been friends or, you know, other situations with each other for a while, I love to hear... Uh, both of your interpretations of your origin story, like the first time you guys met each other and to see if they're similar or different. We talked about this the other day. That's so weird. Yeah. Okay. So it's fresh in your mind. So take me through, whoever wants to start, what your uh, viewpoint was of the first time you guys met each other. You know this story. Like, you seem to... I do. You seem to remember it very (laughs) vividly. It's it's not as big for me. Okay. I'll tell first. I feel like... I think you had a very different impression of what happened. So I met Hazel when I was 18, 17. Okay. (laughs) I was like 17, 18. Um, And I... She was working at Google. I'm very old. I think we need to open with that because this story makes me feel like an actual dinosaur. Well, I'm I'm 35 and you're 25. So there's a 10 year gap. So at the time I was like working for Google, like old grown up adult Google employee. I had to write a letter to my um, head of year to let me um, join in with this sort of course thing that I'd been invited on. So I've been invited on this sort of YouTube course at the Google HQ studios. Uh And I was very excited. Just a young skippy kid. Um, (laughs) And Hazel was Hot Hazel who worked at Google. She was known as Hot Hazel. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, but she was like this sort of like hot woman who always had her nails painted, always would like walk around in heels, like these awesome, beautiful dresses, and everyone would be like, wow, that's Hazel. Anyway, I saw, I saw her as this like teacher figure, this like womanly teacher figure. And mm-hmm. there was one like session where we all sat down and Hazel was like involved in a circle and I asked for like some advice or so- on something. I was just convinced that you found me annoying. I, I really didn't. Hazel. She seemed like a lot of people, I get this from a lot of people who are now friends where they're like, oh, when we met, I thought you hated me. And I wow. really probably had no opinion on them at all. I just, I know that now. <laughs> it just <laughs> takes me a little while to warm up. Which is, which is much better to hear is I didn't think about you at all in a positive or negative way way <laughs> i didn't hate you you didn't even cross my mind frankly. <laughs> yeah uh but that is kind of the case i sort of just meet people and they're there they're fine, it's fine. right i so, won't remember you unless you really like cross me to be honest okay so, so. you so that's the moment that dodi kind of met you it sounds like do you remember yeah. the moment that dodi finally crossed your mind and you met her <laughs> I, I, you know this is an actual brain problem for me I really struggle with facial recognition and remembering people uh, and yeah. <laughs> just I tend not to remember first encounters that well so but Hazel I do Hazel, remember I, like, I remember Do- Dodie as talented musician Dodie Aww. I remember I've maybe just manipulated her a little bit yeah, I just, <laughs> um, I, because I was working at, at YouTube like sort of headhunting like new vlogger talent Right. So I think she crossed my radar as like, wow, this girl's really good at what she does and she's got a beautiful voice and like we should get That's her in like. and get her collaborating with other people. So I think it was more of a business mindset that I was seeing her. Sure. Was it you who invited me? Yes. <gasps> wow. Oh my God. That's That's amazing. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah, I like you didn't. People. Wow, thanks. Yeah. <gasps> wow, I didn't well, know that. that. What the heck? So I'm you did. kind of for the slow-mo guys, which is weird. <laughs> and also most of 
most of UK. You know, her and Vsauce are like best buds. My God, that makes sense. That makes sense. So you've got great taste. It sounds like. Apparently, I do, Grace, because I always (laughs) want to. Oh, see now you just. I am just being (laughs) soft. No, yeah, so that was it. You were cute. That's very sweet. And also, what an interesting way to meet each other because, Hazel, you're more on the business side of things. Dodie, you're on the creative side of things. And then, Hazel, I think we talked about this on the last podcast, but when did the shift happen when you moved away from, like, working at the more, like, uh, business side of Google? Um, I think there was always that creative side. Like, my whole life, I had just loved books and movies and just storytelling in any form. And I was trying to kind of keep it alive. Like, through my journalism degree, I was in the drama society and, like, mm-hmm. acting and that kind of thing. And, and then when I worked at Google, I was taking evening classes in, in writing and I think it was that side of me that got me into the job at YouTube because I started in sales. Like I was in the call center on the phone, just having angry men shout at me. Oh, that sounds um, lovely. It was honestly the best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I moved into YouTube and I think a lot of that was because I like kind of got it. Like I got the idea of content creation and wanting to make something and wanting to tell a story. And mm-hmm. that's why I got along with so many of the people who were just starting out doing that. And they taught me a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm joking when I say I'm responsible. There were like it was already you know Tom Scott and Charlie Sakulik and like so many amazing people in the UK doing really awesome things and I think Mm. I don't know maybe I just got it um and then from that they sort of cast me in a couple things because they really didn't know very many women turns out (laughs) funny um and they just sort of needed like female actresses in stuff and I kind of started to do that and then went oh hold on I really enjoy this so started my own channel and then I worked at YouTube for a couple of years whilst doing my own channel and it made me really good at my job because right. I would do these board meetings with like corporate people with giving it all that and it was all revenue, revenue and bottom line. And I was like, but you don't know how it, what it feels like to speak to a camera or edit yourself or put that online or get comments back from people or like check views or promote yourself mm-hmm. or like put yourself in that kind of it's quite a vulnerable position so I think yeah. it, it made me a bit better at my job and then I just kind of kept doing it and I started doing short films and um comedy sketches and that sort of stuff and loved it so much that eventually I flew the nest <laughs> amazing <laughs> and you're doing it and so then the cool thing is like you guys go from from there this kind of working relationship you have like a friendship and then you have a different type of working relationship. You're directing uh, like her music video for yeah. Human, right? Like yeah. What's the, yeah. What's the difference when you guys work on set like that versus like just hanging out with each other? Is there Before a difference? I want to explain that I just, oh, good God, oh. the computer's had a little meltdown. Like, I just had a little moment because I thought you were going to go, when did it go from like, yeah, yeah. Very friendship to real love? friendship. Oh, yeah. And I remembered when that was. It was like, oh God, we're gonna have to talk about that. When? But we'll we'll come back to that. Oh, I do remember. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um what's it like working together? It's awesome. It's yeah. so great because yeah. we have that foundation of knowing each other so well. And like on human, like I know Hazel knows me very well and she knows that she can like push me to a certain extent, but also she's my friend and cares about me, so she's there to hold mm. me at the end. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. so Imagine sweet. we just hung up and we were like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I um, yeah, yeah, I, it's very easy to work with because you. you know me so well as yeah. well. Like you knew what I was trying to say with that song so intricately and mm. so conveyed it so well. Yes, it, it's awesome. It's great. Similarly, I'm definitely going to write some music for her new book, which is which is hopefully I know that to happen. <laughs> well, let's talk about the book because I feel like Hazel. Last time I actually saw you in person, you were talking about starting to write the book, and like I think I announced it on your podcast. You wow. might have. I, I feel like oh, I'm getting chills just talking about it. Uh, that's so exciting. Now, uh, one congratulations. It's out now uh, for everyone to go get. It seems like it's it? kicking ass right now. Yeah, I have my copy right here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you uh it's incredible <laughs> because you kind of did there's a lot of I guess different ways that you can write books and you really kind of did this independently at first right like you just decided yeah. you were going to write a book you're not looking for like people to work with necessarily just yet like what was that process like uh scary <laughs> I bet scary. yeah but 
also, I, to be honest, I kind of been, I think the thing was, I didn't really start like my YouTube career till I was 27. Mm-hmm. And then I've been writing the book, like it's kind of the process, the whole process has kind of been the past three years. So I'm in my thirties now and like, I'm, you know, fairly grown and I know myself and I had been directing sets of, you know, with 70 people on them. And I had been Jeez. leading teams at Google. And so I wasn't some like little kid who I can imagine that that would be so daunting for, like it was daunting for me, but I'm so glad yeah. that I had all that other experience going into it. So it wasn't as scary as it might've been. And I think it gave me the courage to not go with a traditional publisher, which I might've been tempted to do, I think, just to kind right. of feel a bit safer, but I didn't love the direction publishers wanted me to go in with it. So for anyone who doesn't know, it's basically like a love story. It's told in reverse. So you begin with the breakup and then it's like little snapshots. Oh, <laughs> by the time you get to the end, you're broken because you know it's <laughs> <laughs> so a hype man just built in. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so a lot of like the publishers I was meeting with were like, could you tell it chronologically? And yeah. did it have a happy ending? And can we put a pink cutie cover on it? And like, there's nothing wrong with pink cutie covers or any of that kind of stuff. It's just, that's not the story I want to sell. So yeah. I went with a, a crowdfunding publisher called Unbound, who basically they're a platform. Um, okay. So they don't have like the infrastructure of a big, big publisher. They're independent, they're, they're small, but it's a platform kind of like, um, what's it called? Patreon, where you... Mm you like you have a product to sell and you have all different pledge levels as well so you could buy the book or you could buy like also an audio chapter read by me or this that or the other so we made it quite tailored and they gave me like complete creative control but a lot of help so I had an editor and a designer and all the things that you would have but ultimately like the book stopped with me and the book stopped um you can't stop (laughs) <laughs> can't stop me a writer <laughs> yeah it yeah it was fun and scary but like in a good way and what was it like because I'm sure you must have given Dodie like chapters along the way or anything to read or did no, you she wasn't get involved the... she didn't oh, see, she didn't me see she... every oh my god I saw her write I saw her break um <laughs> she sent me chapters after she finished them and every single time I would just send her a reply of my tear stained face and just be like, oh. beautiful. This is beautiful. I've been a number one fan since the very beginning. That's <laughs> like so a, sweet. It's almost like she's won some kind of competition to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I've just loved this for so long. And she was so terrified. She was like, what if it isn't as good as, you know, your bias? And I'm like, yeah, but I also have a great taste in art. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, I feel like you guys can commiserate because you like have bleeding hearts both of you if you look at your social media without knowing you like you put your emotions into everything and you are very transparent about a lot of things and that's like very attractive to a lot of people too transparent (laughs) about things (laughs) never but so what I mean the feeling before actually it being released to anyone other than your friends must have been insanely terrifying like how did you cope with that those kind of feelings I didn't yeah okay I didn't cope that well with it (laughs) she's been I I genuinely cannot stress enough how how big a part of this is even in terms of like the protagonist best friend Maya um mm-hmm. is I mean she's not a real person none of them are she's but she's kind of an amalgamation of like the friends I've had over the years and Dodie is a huge part of her so every time someone leaves me a comment being like everyone needs a Maya she's so lovely I'm like yeah, it's basically like yeah. a lot of that is her like the oh, way that they sweet. interact is very much like us mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even like some like specific little details that made it in um like that's a lot of it is quite doughty um so Aww. she's been amazing and then when it came to like so the writing process if anything the launch was nothing compared to the writing process which she she sort of held me by the hand as did like several other friends as well I have to say a lot of people were like so supportive and they get a lot of credit for it but when it came to the launch yeah it was I was bricking it uh, yeah. as well, we would say back home Bricking it, bricking it, bricking it, ripping it. Oh, like, like big brick. Got it. <laughs> Shitting it, basically. Yeah. Um, Got it. Yeah, because it's it's so scary. It's such a it's so personal. It's so it's, it's more personal than anything else. And I've written quite a lot, but it's more personal than anything was, else I've ever written. It was weird for me because I've known this story for so yeah. long, like years. Right. And then 
for other people like I remember doing the live stream and someone was commenting being like oh Jocelyn blah 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 and I'm like you know about that like see people read this story and see and like finally be in that same world as me yeah. it was it was yeah. really strange so part of me was like, no, and part of me was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, it it's, must feel like it's a, a, the extra layer of vulnerability that all of a sudden, like, even though this is a fictitious world you've created, it's based in so much of your real experiences that there is so much of you in it for people to see that you're like, are they smart enough to read between the lines? And people are. <laughs> Very no, they are. Keep it they to themselves. Are. <laughs> and I keep, I keep saying this, but like, it's, it, it is fiction and, and the events are fictitious, but mm-hmm. what I always say is like the feeling behind it is real. So totally. if, I've, if I'm trying to convey a way that I've, I've felt or been made to feel in the past through this character, then I'm sort of having her go through things that lead to that same emotion happening, but they're not mm-hmm. necessarily the same things I went through, but the feeling is definitely real. And, like, and totally. the, the reason she's been so amazing is because you get that like, you know in her music it's so raw yeah. and you put so much of yourself into it so like she understood when the book was coming out she fully understood that that's like an album launch mm-hmm. and oh god people are going to totally. hear my soul <laughs> i mean and on top of that just to, like the uh, actual state of the world that's happening right now while you're launching a book thank god you guys had each other to like yeah. be there for each other doing it because I mean, I saw you tweeting too, like how you, you've been working on this forever and you're proud of it and you want to celebrate it, but it also feels like an inconvenient moment in history to celebrate it. Like where do you find the, the joy in being able to promote and all of that? And also I think you've done it like amazingly well. I give you so much credit for navigating this because it's so wildly difficult right now to and you guys are very coolly outspoken about a lot of like social issues on your uh, social media which i think mm-hmm. is very cool so that must have been insane to balance that yeah i think it was mostly just about not wanting to be insensitive right like, this, this just isn't my time right now like blm happened literally the week ramping up to the launch that i had you know been waiting a long time for and been very excited for and like you say years of work went into it lots of people helped and i wanted to celebrate that but it felt a little bit like shush hazel your voice Mm. is not the voice that matters right now Mm -hmm. and give other people a platform to speak and and just just be quiet and give that space to kind of Mm -hmm. blossom and yeah it was it was a weird time because also you know, there's, there's the global stuff going on right. and then there's the, the micro stuff in your own personal mm-hmm. life as well. And, and it matters to me, this book matters yeah. to me and to the people who help. The other thing is like, it was crowdfunded. So right. it's full of names of people who contributed and helped make it possible. So I wanted to celebrate all that. So it was, I think I just sat with it for a couple yeah. days. Like I, I, yeah. I really sort of sat and felt it for a few days and looked at as much stuff as I could and read as much and ed- educated myself as much as I could. And Dodie was doing the same. We were just kind of in different rooms, just mm. trying to consume as much as we could. You were watching documentaries and I was on the yeah. internet a lot. And um, ultimately I put up a black square one day cause like everyone was doing it. And yeah, then yeah. It suddenly just felt really wrong. And I took it back down. I had a real good long think and a, a look at myself my behavior online and what I realized was I had been so busy trying to champion women like that's always been my cause is sexism and equal rights for women so I've been so busy like promoting authors directors poets artists who who are female that I didn't stop to think like holy crap 95% of these women are white Mm -hmm. that's not good enough so it's just not good enough I need to do better so the, the way that I felt I could incorporate it like in a genuine way into what I do is that since this has started to happen, I've been filling my feed with the voices Mm. of women of color. I think what you did was you, you took it as like gratitude almost like it was Mm -hmm. never really, it was never a problem. It was like, this is interesting to have happened at Mm -hmm. that same time. But yeah, uh, instead of sort of like worrying and shutting down, you, you took it as a grateful challenge and and Mm -hmm. sort of, stepped up and spoke even louder um for for voices that needed to be heard as well at the same time yeah i i think you did a really really wonderful job and as we're all trying to do the best that we can with everything right now uh i think it's also great to have a piece of 
fiction that allows people to kind of, you know, step away from the world for a second. Like you're not into saying, misery and pain. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Come on this roller coaster. You'll cry a little bit more too. <laughs> uh, okay, last question about the book. Why do you want people to read this? Oh, why do I want people to read it? Um, she's just gonna hold it up. Here. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> The f- well, firstly, if you read it, I make money, which is great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's my job to sell books. Um, no, the, the funny thing about the book was like, this is going to sound really wanky, but like I, did, I didn't write it to be read necessarily. Like I wrote it for me and a lot of people have said to me in the aftermath, was that really cathartic for you? Like was that therapeutic? And it, it has been. Mm. It's really changed my outlook on on a lot of things. And it's helped me look back more fondly on relationships where I was still carrying that kind of ow, that kind of just that thing that yeah. gets you like I, that's opened up a little and it just doesn't feel as painful anymore. It's softened that. Um, so the journey for me is kind of done. I'm kind of happy. I'm like, <laughs> I, I know why okay. I want people to read the book because it shows the complexities of a real relationship. I think you said this once, but like a lot of people, when they hear about the break, a breakup, they're like, how did it end? Like, what was the sole reason? And this book mm-hmm. shows that it's just not anywhere near like that. There are so many little things, like not only that, but like from generations of like being brought up by someone, like you, you'll read about mm-hmm. like, you know, the Theo's mother, etc. Um, and so, yeah, it's like little bits and bobs that all build up to this thing. And also, like, how, although it's written from the narrator's viewpoint, like, you, you kind of recognize her as biased um, and her voice is like, uh, yeah, you can't really trust her either because she, she's seen to do some sort of, like, dodgy things as well. It's just sort of like mm. a collection of, of, of moments that end up to it not working out. And I think there's something beautiful and so real about that and everyone should read it to understand complexity oh i love it okay the other well, thing i'll add before we move on that yeah. I, I think what i've been hearing a lot of from people is that it depicts mental health in a very mm. real way for them and i didn't Ooh. i think part of what i was so scared of like you were talking about right before the launch like oh god people are going to read it was those topics like Mm. it touches on sexuality identity trauma abuse mental health um and it was like am I representing people well and in a sensitive way and I struggle with reading material or watching material that that triggers me so Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to talk about those things in a way that wouldn't be triggering for someone but that they could hopefully glean a little insight into it um so either they're going through it and it helps them feel seen or they're they never have been through it but it helps them maybe understand a friend or a loved one um or just you know what a lot of people go through so I think that's that's kind of been the nicest thing and I guess the reason I would say to read it if, if you're curious about that kind of stuff. It's not about that, um, yeah. but, but it, it comes up for the protagonist quite a lot. And I hope I've kind of told it in a real way and told told their story in a way that like Dodie says, like, it's not like, why'd you break up? Oh, well, he cheated or she ran over my puppy with her car. Like the, <laughs> you don't, you rarely have this one thing. It's, it's right. years and years. And as you say, generational stuff of like how you were brought up and what your parents mm. went through and every, all of that, that you two people are bringing Ooh. and it either hurts or hurts. Yeah. Ooh, it looks at the human condition in a really complex way. I love that. I love the idea of like understanding why we do things based on our upbringing and based on like our family and nature versus mm-hmm. nurture and all that fun stuff. Ooh, that's very exciting. Okay. Uh, we're going to take one quick break. When we get back, I got to find out what it's like with you two living together. I want to know all about it. We'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Not Too Deep. Okay, let's talk about the two of you. You live together. You occasionally work together. How long have you guys lived together? Four-ish years? Yeah. There's been bits and bobs where we haven't, but overall it's been about 
Was it one of you that like kind of proposed to the other one the idea of living together? I think that's on camera somewhere. I think when yeah, I, was, I, was, I was filming a series called Time of the Month, which was like a monthly uh-huh. vlog series back in like, what was it, 2015? Yes. 16? Yeah. And there's like a New Year's Eve party where we're just hammered <laughs> and we're just lying on the ground in this like fairy like cocoon. It's like pink. And you're yeah. like, do you want to live with me? Yeah. And we just <laughs> did. That no, was it. Amazing. It was very easy. And what uh what is the strangest thing about the other one with living together? If there is a strange hobby, a so strange many. little like so Okay, Hazel likes the dishwasher stacked a very particular way. <laughs> very particular. And okay. like sometimes it gets sometimes it's funny, like if I get it wrong, and sometimes it genuinely bothers me because I'm like, listen, I'm trying my best. Okay. <laughs> um what else oh when hazel cleans she doesn't she sort of puts all of her stuff in very neat piles but she never puts it away it's just sort of like <laughs> organized pile. no that's me too uh i call my house this is a piles house it's a piles household yeah everything it looks from the naked eye like a fucking mess but i know exactly where everything you know what's is in piles. See? yeah <laughs> she knows <laughs> I don't know about your weird things. Really? You it's all like <laughs> so many. You said something the other day. I was weird about. Yeah, but I'm not gonna say that on there. What was that? About oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Got it. We can skip over. No, let me think. There's gotta be something. You're very just you're a very you have a lot of idiosyncrasies. Like you have a lot of quirks as a human. So to just pick out one, it's almost like <laughs> It just seems it is her. The collection of strange little things is makes up right. Dodie. So, so to maybe pick out anyone almost feels odd. But we do <laughs> so, we do have a character named Goblin Dodie. Yes. Who, okay. I wanna. Yeah. Tell me about this. She well look. Goblin Dodie is a version <laughs> of Dodie who uh-huh. um, enjoys mac and cheese. I uh, And I'll she eat pot. her posture is not good, and she um, sort of skulks about the house, always in hunt on the hunt for food and if you if you have food and she hears the rustling of like a, a crisp packet or anything she's in there and she's almost claw like she's a bit hunched um yeah she she just turns into this character sometimes and i will find her like often over her laptop as well she'll yeah. sort of have she'll have one knee up here and be like hunched over the laptop like and you come in and it's almost like you you let light into the room for the first time in weeks like, yeah so that's this is is an unintentional character this just kind of takes you over occasionally yeah (laughs) she didn't she never means to be goblin just every once in a while you (laughs) it shows up everyone everyone has a goblin there's a goblin grace oh yeah yeah for sure yeah uh i call myself a little i'm like a little raccoon uh if i have (laughs) yeah if i smoke a little too much weed it's just like all of a sudden, my boyfriend finds me just in the pantry, like touching all of the snacks, just being like <laughs> ha- taking way too long to decide on something that he knows. I already know in my mind what I want, but I just want to see what else is there. Yeah. 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 Those are important decisions. Exactly. Um, is there a goblin Hazel? Yeah. Or absolutely. is there is there an alter ego that Hazel has that's akin to goblin Dodie? <sighs> not really sure i definitely have slob days like yeah m- yeah i say slob day. my life is slob day yeah and then sometimes <laughs> i put on true. a dress and some makeup that is and absolutely talk- true. yeah i get dressed mostly every day hazel does yeah. not i don't get dressed no um, well, I and it always in this bun. my hair's in this horrible scraped back bun and like no makeup and just a strange assortment of pajamas Probably that like don't a match. Star Wars top and then a like blanket around it and socks and slippers. You lie out on your bed like lots of so long. Very long. Laptop <laughs> <laughs> here. Yeah, that's my general day-to-day existence. Occasionally yes. I'll get on the yoga mat and take some photos for Instagram and make it look like I do things, but I don't do things. <laughs> oh yeah. Are you guys both into yoga? I am now. Dodie's getting there. You're- okay. How's that? Yeah, how's I've seen Hazel your photos on Instagram. It's very impressive to me. I'm not a yoga person, but it looks cool. Dodie, have you you've started your yoga journey? I have, yes. Okay. And how <laughs> like is it, it. going? Um, I so I get really pissed off about it cuz sometimes like 
like we do adrian obviously yoga with adrian she's just the one isn't uh-huh. she? she's the best. okay um, and she just sort of like does these things she'll like relax in these positions where she's just like chatting away like maybe mm-hmm. like this huge lunge and she's like and if you want you can like do this maybe do this it's kind of like this thing that happened and i'm like sweating like shaking like sometimes which is exactly i've never seen anyone else get angry during yoga i was gonna say my leg doesn't bend that way so we don't do yoga together anymore we we began with me trying to get her to do it with me and then a few sessions in i was like would you mind if i when i do it i actually do it myself because it's quite an important like quality yeah. me time in my day and i felt bad asking that but she you said the other day at the, at the station thing where you were like okay we're very honest with each other we'll just say what's out of mind yeah we were talking about yoga and then there was a bit of silence and then Hazel was like you know I recognize there's a part of me that wants to be mad that you also enjoy yoga because then I'm like what's my thing that's my thing but I know that's so stupid and I was like I get it I forced this shit literally as we're talking I just noticed I forced this shit on her she's got a new earth by Eckhart Tolle and nice. then fall apart by Pima Chodron, Which who is, is a, full of a Buddhist monk, a female Buddhist monk. And I, I make her read this stuff and hear about, and I talk to her constantly about the podcast <laughs> that I'm listening to and my, my crazy spiritual journey. And she puts up with it. And that's because most <laughs> but of that's, that's really sweet. I mean, because of quarantine, I'm sure you guys have had to spend more time together than you've possibly ever spent consistently together. And yeah. the fact that you're in this high spirits, whether it's fake or not, seems pretty good. <laughs> it's not fake. It's just short-lived. Oh. We can do this in verse. Um, I love it. I am someone who needs people all the time. Like, uh-huh. I, like being on tour is the best part of my life because it's just constant people. You wake up with people, you go to breakfast with people, you sound check with people, you play with people, yeah. you go to bed with people. It's just like constant people everywhere. And that I'm, sounds like a nightmare to I'm me. I'm always I, around Hazel. I'm like, hey. <laughs> she slinks into my room. I'll, I'll look up and she'll be in the door frame like, oh, <laughs> like, like, what do you want? What do you want now? <laughs> Go away. <laughs> yeah, I struggle. I've recently learned that I'm a, a very outgoing introvert. So I think my whole oh. life I thought I was an extrovert and I'm like, I'll talk to the wall. But also I'm Irish. You can drop me in the middle of any group. I'll just start talking to you. Sure. But like, yeah, I've recently learned that I very much get my energy alone. So I'll go mm. for walks. She goes for walks. I go visit she, people safely. That's she, good. She tries, to, she tries to give me space, See, bless her heart. That's respectful. Um, Jody, what's going on with music for you right now? Are there plans in the future to tour again? Is there? Is that hard, impossible to predict at this point? Um, there are plans. There okay. are actually a bunch of plans. Um, okay one's a backup in case the u.s doesn't sort its shit out i'm just gonna launch him um, into space ugh, it doesn't <laughs> yeah um, on behalf of the united states i'm sorry it doesn't look like we're getting our shit together anytime I'm soon so sorry it for sucks. you it's yeah so miserable. we will see music wise i mean i keep saying everywhere but i'm straight up just sitting on a huge thing um well, but i wish i could just release into the wild this sounds like the worst euphemism Jody's new secret project, which uh-huh. may or may not be an album, I couldn't possibly say. Impossible to tell. Stunning. I have oh. experienced it. I won't even say in what through what sensory medium. Uh-huh. Um, but I have experienced it and it is so beautiful, so painfully, uh-huh. gorgeously beautiful. It is really that good it brings me to tears every time I experience it and I want uh-huh. to be unleashed on the world so that you can have it too but it won't that's so exciting is there a time frame in which this might be released or is there that's still up in the air yes got it okay no further questions (laughs) (laughs) it's not too far to be like okay let's just say Uh if it zoomed by as fast as the beginning of this year did and now that we're in July did right. then it'll be Oof. no time at all it'll be okay. out before America's got her shit together great wonderful yeah. I, I can't I wait uh, have you guys felt because like you've been stuck inside right that and I've been looking at your Instagrams today and they're curated beautifully does it feel a little bit like a return to like <laughs> old kind of YouTube stuff or old like social media stuff of like just having 
to only be inside, to only be in your space and trying to make the best of it. Oh, interesting. That is really interesting. What do, you, do you want a sec to think? Or are you? Um, let me think. Or maybe um, this has been kind of what you've been doing the whole time. And so it doesn't feel that far off from. Yeah, I guess for me, like I've been so busy, like, mm-hmm. um, like I just had like back to back things and I never really had time to sit down and write and, and make anything. Um, but when quarantine happened, I had like these months of time. So I started this yeah. project called Alosia, where I would like write a song i'd say it was called alosia because it was called a lot of songs in april (laughs) very vague no promises made um but Uh i ended up like writing like six seven songs and like putting them up and people were like wow feels like the old days when you actually used to make videos i was like i know they were brilliant yeah they were really good they were really good yeah every one of them they weren't even just throwaway they were like genuinely good i stupidly got more ambitious i started a youtube series called the dc which was a video every day in self-isolation. Little did I know Ooh. self-isolation would be, you know, 600 days later. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I think I managed about 20 days. And then nice. actually a lovely thing happened. It was because the option, the option for the rights to the series of the book, Jesus, I've, I've worded that so badly. Uh, a production company bought the rights to the book uh, to potentially make into a TV series. So and amazing. I was tasked with writing the pilot script. So I explained this to the lovely people on YouTube. And what's nice is like, our audiences are just so cool. They haven't minded at all what it's been. Like we've been figuring it out for a couple months and like sometimes there's content, sometimes there's not. Like you said, you did a bunch of songs and then you kind of took a step back. I did all those videos and I explained like, I'm going to need to not, but then there was a big book launch. So yeah, they've just been really, really lovely. And there hasn't felt like there's been any pressure to post necessarily. That's but great. I also feel like people are so grateful when you do. Mm. Like they're just like, thank you for entertaining and spreading some self-love. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I mean, we're all burning through so much content so much quick more quickly than I think we would normally. So yeah. everything is appreciated, which mm-hmm. uh is very cool. Okay. If if okay, this is for each of you to answer about the other. Oh, if if you were care packages, what would that care package look like? Wait, to give to the other person? Or if we so were a if, care- if you were a care package, so if Doty was a care package, like what would that look like? If someone was given a Doty care package, like what would that have inside wow. of it? Oh my God. And if Hazel was a care package, what would I that look like? I my own face and it was <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have to answer this. There's so much. Okay. See, I want to go away and think about it and jot down some notes and like write something really beautiful and come back. And I can now, now. So it's happening okay. now. I'll okay. think, I'll think. Okay. I think it's, Hazel. I mean, it's kind of like a starter pack, right? I know what Hazel is. Hazel is like low lighting, low noise, uh-huh. like hushed tones, like oils burning, um, <laughs> like soft bed sheets. And like okay. meditation and calming phrases. Um, let me think. What else? And also like, I don't know. Oh, good tea. Like well okay. brewed. Well brewed. Well brewed tea. Yeah. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> like a well brewed tea. Yeah, you are well brewed. Slightly sugared. Lots of milk. Um, nice. Yeah, I would say you're just very calming. You're also a big hug. You're a big hug. That's really sweet. Aww. Yes. Aww. <laughs> All day, actually. I was going to come in and ask you for one. I was going to ask you one after therapy. Oh, but... my God. <laughs> we'll, we'll hug after. We'll have a hug. Sometimes we have a little cuddle, and it's nice. We do. That's we sweet. get on the bed, and we spoon, and then we swap over, and we spoon. I mean, equal opportunity spooning. I, I'm all for it. Right, you're still in. I can't take it. I am still in. <laughs> she knows me so well. Um, Jodie is lightness. Lightness. Yeah. In otherwise, in an otherwise like heavy, oppressive atmosphere. When, when I'm like catastrophizing, Dodie can come in and just lighten something. It's almost like she turns on a switch. I'm supposed to be making these into real objects in a care package. Um, It's okay. It can be amorphous. It can be descriptive. It's okay. She's like a really good giggle. 
<laughs> she's like a really really good like proper belly laugh that kind Aww. of rips your ribs and you 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 end up like wiping away tears after and you can't remember what the problem was before because <laughs> you've just been laughing so hard for so long. oh that's great that's what you're like and also like uh, a cat that sort of crawls up on your laptop Mm-hmm. on you <laughs> while you're trying to work and just wants to like, love <laughs> and you love the cat but sometimes you want it to Hang not up. be oh, on your laptop uh-huh. but Thanks. then when it's there you're like oh you yeah you. oh yeah. that's very sweet those are I, you definitely can't put a cat in a care package but i think those were really beautifully <laughs> described it'd be like schrodinger's care package and i would worry <laughs> for the cat safety but yeah Um, We're going to take one last break. When we get back, I have a bunch of Twitter questions for you ladies. So we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Okay, before we get into these Twitter questions, I'm going to ask you ladies two questions. I ask every single guest that's on the podcast. I believe you've answered these before. I have no idea what your answers were. Yeah, I'm just going to assume they're going to be different. But uh, the first question is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Oh, yeah. I remember the answer (laughs) is the same as it was last time. It's not Donald Trump, is it? I actually didn't say Trump because I felt like that was, like, too obvious. So I said Uh uh, Betty, what was her name? Betty DeVosti. Oh yeah, Betty. horrible education woman. <gasps> yes. Oh my gosh, yes. um, Betsy, Betsy De- Devos or something. That's, um, that's how much impact you've had on my life, Betsy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was. It's the similar. If there were a collective sort of evil Republican face, yeah, that that one would be um, Katie Hopkins. She's just this oh, awful, awful woman Harvard. who just yeah. says anything bad, literally anything. And I'm sure she'll change her mind on whatever you think is good. She'll just say the bad thing. She's just oh. the worst person alive. And I'm not sure if she'll ever change, but I sure would like to see some cold spaghetti in her horrible face. Yeah, that sounds like necessary. Mm-hmm. I just, That's so frustrating and so confusing to me when people are like that. Uh, it takes so much energy to be that way. <laughs> like it, it seems does. exhausting. It seems like it takes more effort than yeah. to just not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to just I'm not. convinced herself that like there's value in the attention of being evil. So yeah. Ugh. Um, well, on a lighter note, the other question that every guest gets asked is to tell us your worst pants shooting story. Uh, <gasps> or a- like a bathroom close call, but you can only use three words or three small phrases or a combination. So mine, for example, is college jogging front lawn. I remember you saying that last time and thinking that's way better than what I'm going to call. <laughs> no, you can come true. up with it. It can be a close call. It can pants. be. I've never pooped my pants. But you, I do have doesn't... a good story. But let okay. me try. Okay. See if you can. Um, Okay. Okay. <laughs> Celebrity. Okay. Uh, recording. <laughs> Obvious. Oh, no. <laughs> Not that obvious. Uh, I, I don't know whether I'm allowed to I um, definitely expand. I know I know the story because uh, I know everything. So afterwards, uh, you'll be like, it was that time. And I'll be like, oh. Yeah, let's keep it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I missed yeah. it, but we can keep it in in mystery. I uh, I actually I don't have one, but can I can I do one from from a friend? Of course, yeah. Uh, sure. You're going to yeah. know who this is. Go on. <laughs> okay, summer. Uh-huh. <laughs> Top shop. <laughs> Skirt. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. You know who you are. Yes. Oh <laughs> no. You wonderful oh, wonderful woman. <laughs> it um, really is an awful story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor girl. Uh, all of the yeah, any story that you're telling on behalf of a friend shitting their pants has to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I remembered it. It's vivid. I'll never get out of my mind. No, it's in there. It's literally it's your worst worst, whatever the worst shitting story is, it's that one. Did you say twice? Uh-huh. 
I said skirt. I forgot the oh. title. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. It gets I- worse. <laughs> That's so much better. So much better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's get into these Twitter questions. I have a bunch for you, ladies. Oh, a couple last night, and I was like tempted to just start doing a Q and A. I know. I so know. You like, guys. Someone today was like, "Um, sorry to spoil it, but you're not supposed to answer them here." And I'm like, "I know. <laughs> I know. I went through this morning. I was like." So they're just straight up answering them on Twitter. What am I, I supposed to ask? <laughs> we'll do it again. That was great. This is the first time. Oh, it's all good. Okay, if you had to exist in either wet socks or constantly damp hair for the rest of your life, which would you choose? Constantly damp hair. Hair. Damp hair. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it could be a look. This one. Yeah, (laughs) you look like a Kardashian. Is constantly a little damp hair. Although I worry it would look a bit greasy, but I'd just be like, oh, I've just come out of the shower. I'm just so clean. (laughs) Yeah, people would be like, she loves to shower. Every time I see her, her hair is it. wet. I just thought about my feet being in wet socks all the time. That it actually made me feel awful. That would be terrible. Awful. Anything. Go on it. Terrible. Um, someone wants to know most fun quarantine activity. It's not saying a lot, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys like fun or? <laughs> uh, I don't know that we we do. I'm just going to say, this is boring, but writing. I like writing music. Okay, fine. Decorating my wall with Ikea flowers. She's been decorating a lot. Yeah. Yes, I have. Decorating. Like redoing things and like planning things and stuff. That's a great activity. Oh my God. Binge watching the Sorry Girls on YouTube. Oh, I love them so much. We binge watched a lot of kind of craft series, which has been fun. We watched Tiger King. But yes, yes, we did. We did Tiger King. King. We did the second series of Dead to Me in like a day. Oh my god, yeah. literal day. A mess, a hot mess, but we loved it. Um, nice. I've enjoyed getting dolled up and having cocktail evenings. We haven't yeah. done that in a while. We should do oh, that. Yeah. We should do that. Just getting dolled yeah. up for no reason and just going to your balcony, getting drunk, taking ha- loads of pictures, having a night, at, taking a lot of photos no, for Instagram. That's what made me. That's what made me think that London had opened back up again because it looked like you guys were actually going out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Like, no, 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 that's, that's just here. Sometimes we go out on the roof terrace. Nice. That's a great idea. We are very, very, very lucky that there's a big roof terrace in this building and everybody shares it, but not many people go out there. Yeah. Like I'm so shocked by how few people are out there. So I can go out there, like we've exercised, I do yoga out there. You can just read. So yeah, it's like we don't have a garden. So it's been really nice to do that. That's so, so wonderful to have that. Uh, someone's know what is the dumbest thing you have argued or just had a disagreement over? The freezer. Although actually, that's probably <laughs> the most intelligent thing we've had a disagreement. Over. Oh, about the. <laughs> it's a really. Well, so. I, just, I was okay. If you put, <laughs> if so. you put ice cube, if you fill up a whole ice cube tray uh-huh. in the freezer, is that yes. going to take longer to freeze than like one? ice cube like one? Oh, i don't truly i don't know but that well, seems like a vsauce question tweeting, we did tweet vsauce and hang oh, and uh <laughs> they, they told me i was wrong she was wrong i was wrong oh. it takes longer to freeze more stuff that wasn't really an argument it wasn't it was have we had an argument a debate. we don't really argue yeah we don't really argue no. That's good. That's BBH. good. Sometimes well, one of us gets pissy about something and then we sort of cry it out. Yeah. And that's but it. it. It feels like you guys are just honest with each other in real time so that arguments yeah. don't brew. That seems to be the it's key. It's incredible. It's almost like open, honest communication is the key to any good relationship. And <sighs> someone should tell people this. Yeah. Because I feel that's like a, they don't know. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are confused on that or don't believe that that's true. <laughs> they just don't believe. I couldn't, like, I cannot imagine doing this with any of my former romantic partners. I mean, obviously uh, they're former for a reason, but yeah. like, the idea like i can't imagine doing this with most humans to be honest but dodi and i just we have it down so yeah yeah thank god that's great okay what's the best movie you've seen during quarantine (gasps) if there's one uh i know what i'm gonna say 
I saw Portrait of a Lady on Fire right before this quarantine. Bitch. It was like the we, last we thing went I saw. to see it together. Yeah, like two days before we quarantined. I don't know if this counts because oh, I'm gonna say quarantine. it because it needs to be watched by everybody. It's in the gay, world. French, gothic, gothic romance, oh. beautiful. Oh. oh, it's just the most gorgeous oh. love story so between these two women, and it's like slightly overwrought in the best possible way and um the it's, it's female director female dop and it's beautiful and every single frame looks like cool. an oil painting it's gorgeous it's gorgeous oh Go. good to know and a good recommendation mm-hmm. um okay here's a little bit more serious of a question uh do you feel restricted by your image for instance Dodie as a cutesy happy ukulele gal and hazel being wine mom with dark humor <laughs> Um, a hundred and a million, ten billion percent, yes, a hundred percent. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I my whole life is so large. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cold open. You got it. Please don't quote me on that. My whole life is so. Large. I feel like that's like the opening scene to your documentary about you. Yep, there we go. Cue music. Yeah, Dr. Dodie up backstage, heading for the stage. My whole life is so large. My whole life is so large. <laughs> but no, I get that she like you are. She's spinning too. Yeah. But I, I get that you're like, you're complex human beings. And so like, I'm also, and on the internet, yeah. it's hard to like make sure people real, know that. I can be a real piece of shit. And like, <laughs> it's hard when I know that and people are like, you're a perfect angel. And I'm like, please stop that. Yeah. Because, you know, every time I read that, I just feel worse, which is not very nice. And obviously, like, it's a very nice yeah. thing to say. But like, I almost want to like type back and be like, you don't know me. I've written that down. I've written like yeah. this whole list of shit I've done. Just, but it's yeah. also you don't you don't owe that to the world. And like I'm watching her go through this a lot of the time, and it's difficult because I know what it's like to have demons from your past or have things mm-hmm. like moments you regret, things you feel guilty for, things you wish had gone a different way or you feel at fault for. And to the process, the journey that you go on to like forgive yourself for those things and make friends with yourself. And I'm not even because she hasn't killed anybody. No. <laughs> I'm like, not like that kind of thing. <laughs> what is like that bad? <laughs> but it's just stuff that you is important about. And I watch her get told she's an angel all day, every day. And it like kind of hinders you on that journey to figuring yourself out. Cause you, she almost feels like she needs, I have to tell everybody yeah. that I'm not perfect. It's like, you really, you really don't. They should just know that you're complex. Yeah. Cause people yeah. are, and people fuck up and that's okay. Cause that's how we learn. But yeah, yeah. It's a lot for you. Mm. I also like every time someone expects me to like something because it fits into my character, I want to reply and be like, actually, no, I hate it. And I like this big dark thing, you know. <laughs> they just send me pictures of dogs and I like them. Fine. I think this is more yeah. of an internal struggle than it is anyone else's problem. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but it is, but it is hard, right? Because I'm, I'm wildly fascinated right now about. Everyone that's been doing stuff on the internet for, you know, years and years and years, like how it's affected all of us in different ways. And I think it has deeply affected all of us in different ways. And it's so you I I feel you on that power struggle of like feeling like you want to tell everyone exactly who you are in the rawest way possible, but then also feeling like you don't owe that information to everyone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a constant, yeah. it's so confusing. I'm actually <laughs> going through therapy about it now. It's just like knowing what is mine to keep, but also kind of trying to combat the guilt of seemingly owing that to people. Yeah, it's it's so mm-hmm. confusing. And I think mm-hmm. what's weird is like, I grew up as a fan. Like I was mm-hmm. a kid when, uh, in like the early YouTube days, and I just watched all of these people and put them on this insane pedestal it wasn't even a pedestal they just lived in this dream world yeah. and I couldn't even imagine them as human characters outside of the video and I would say that I did but I really didn't mm-hmm. um yeah. so it's interesting knowing that and now living through it and yeah it's- but you're also just young it's kind of it's not but it's kind of that thing you get like as you grow up everyone realizes that their parents are human mm. like oh, you have yeah. that moment where you go oh you did you did some shit yeah. you know mm-hmm. like you kind of you fucked up a bit there and it's yeah. hard to get your head around that. And they're kind of similar in that they're people you grew up idolizing and seeing as sort of, you know, guardian type people in your life. Right. You look up to and trust and they do no wrong. Um, I'm lucky that I'm old enough, <laughs> but that didn't really happen. I didn't have the internet as such. So like right, I had the right. internet, but not social media the way that we do now. So like 
I couldn't interact with the cast of Buffy or Star Trek or whatever like, when, I was, when I was a teenager. I just saw the characters and that was it. I'm right. kind of thankful for that because I see you go through it now. And it's mm. like, I can't imagine. I see my nieces going through this now. And one of them is like on TikTok now. And she's like, she's great. She's actually so funny. But she's talking uh-huh. about like, I'm going to be a TikToker. And I'm like, no, you're fucking not. You're going to go to school, <laughs> Missy. And you're yeah. going to learn some uh-huh. things. And then if you want to think about maybe that when you're 20, you can. Yeah. But it, yeah, it, it's, it's scary. It's very scary. It's fascinating and scary. And I don't know what like the right thing to do is because it's also individualized, you know? Yeah, so yeah. the only thing I've tried to do is like, remove myself from the internet yeah, when it doesn't away. feel right yeah it's that's like you're my kind of going through it at the moment Grace. <laughs> have, have you been finding this during lockdown is it like well, a lot for you uh no I'm just thinking like you know I've talked to a lot of people about different career paths different pivoting figuring out different things and also just like every day opening twitter and watching the world burn in so many ways and watching like yeah macro stuff and micro like YouTube platform stuff happen at the same time. It's just like, I'm going to just consider myself yeah. that Homer Simpson gif of him just like walking yeah. back into, the, back bush. into the bush. Yeah. yeah I think I that's feel. honestly, it's part of why I've had such an emphasis on self-care, like in my own yeah. life. And then, and then by extension, that's leading onto everything I'm doing online and in the yeah. book a little bit, but like, yeah, I kind of, like I say, I'm just, I'm that bit older and more mature. So I've kind of gone through my shit a bit. And I, I spent mm-hmm. a couple of years doing some very heavy processing and therapy. Um, so I've come out the other side of it now a bit stronger in myself and having all these tools and techniques to take care of myself when shit does hit the fan. So I totally. feel like I'm that little bit more able to kind of contend with it or just close Twitter and, you know, not go there today or mm-hmm. like I'm reading so much, like I'm joking about these books, but like honestly reading about Buddhism and um, consciousness and awareness and listening to like Russell Brand's podcasts and all that oh, kind wow. of stuff really helps you to kind of just disengage sometimes and be like, this stuff is important, yeah. but also you need to reserve your energy to fight the good fight. And mm, totally. it's okay to take a step back from that sometimes and, and look after yourself. It's really important that people know that right now, I think. A hundred, hundred percent. Well, I think that's a great note to end this episode of Not Too Deep. But before before you ladies go, usually um, when we do this in person, we give our guests a personalized fortune cookie from us to them because they've made time for us. But now we're doing virtual fortune cookies. So I believe Melissa has sent yours to an email. <clears throat> Look at them together. I'm so sad this is ending. Okay. This, so this is, wait, our collective fortune cookie. Yes, this is one. yes. Okay, you ready? Do you want me to read it? <laughs> 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 <clears throat> okay. Uh, Pegasus Boobs <laughs> certainly has a nice ring to it and maybe a great title to a sequel, perhaps. 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 That's the perfect <laughs> fortune cookie. I'm <laughs> no! so happy about that. Should we explain <laughs> I don't know. Do if you you'd like to explain it. You can. Okay, basically, I was trying to figure out how to top up the heating, um, and Hazel sent all the info on the text message. But, you know, uh, like, I was like, okay, we need, like, a word that I can, like, easily set, search for the next time I need to find this information. And Hazel was like, boobs! I was like, no, no, no. We no, say no. boobs way say too boobs much. Way too much. <laughs> I find that, like, see, it would be buried. And then she was like, Pegasus. And I was like, I don't know how to spell that. So I was, like, typing Pegasus, Pegasus. And I hate to put boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like we're going slowly mad. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. it's great. It's great. And then also knowing that you guys live together and have those same kind of text exchange is is very, very funny. We're usually when we're in the same room. That's my favorite thing. Like most <laughs> of the text conversations that I post online that we've had are when we're on opposite ends of the sofa. Yeah. And we're just giggling. And we're just on like, Twitter, hey. just like giggling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay. For everyone that doesn't know, where can people find you, find the book, find possibly new music and everything else that you're up to? Um, my name's Dodie, D-O-D-I-E. And you can find me pretty much anywhere by typing that in or doddle oddle. But that's really outdated now. <laughs> yeah. I'm 25 years yeah, old. Yeah, we all chose some bad names for some stuff way we back did. when. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I am Hazel, H-A-Z-E-L or Z-E-L, depending what, what way you want to do that. Uh, Hazel Hayes, and my book is called Out of Love. 
So if you Google that, you should be able to find it on Book Depository or Amazon or various places. Also, bookshop.org, actually, they help support local bookshops. So if you buy a book there, they then contribute a percentage of the charity to lots of different local bookshops. So that's a good one, too, if you can get it there. We're currently out of stock because they all sold out, but we are printing more. I don't know when this is going out, but hopefully there will be more back uh, on shelves and in stores. And my YouTube is youtube.com forward slash Hazel. I'm the Hazel Hayes on everything else. That's it, really. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for making time and congratulations on everything. Your friendship, the book, a new secret project, all of it. I'm very excited for you guys. <laughs> Her secret Go project is out. so amazing and I can't wait until it's out and everybody can experience it. It'll be great. Thank you. Alana. Yay. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Okay. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. Not too deep. Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer Melissa D. Montz, edited by Shireen Lani Yunus, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. <laughs>